Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Well, hello to you. The Square Ball Weekly Update, where we'll round up the week's news. Dan here with Michael and Moscow in a show that's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, for services such as? Wills, probate. Oh, this came as a shock that you said that. Conveyance in three, um, and then litigation, um residential property disputes, commercial disputes. Mm-hmm. Any others? You're the experts. Well, well, I know, but I'm trying to involve others. Don't want to just make it all about you, no, do exactly. You? Yeah, that's very good. Have you ever had a residential dispute? Um, not, I don't mean like falling out with your wife. I mean like with your next door neighbour. Not, not when it weren't fully legal. No. It was annoying because they, um, they were annoyed that I'd replaced a bit of their guttering that they'd refused to pay for. Right. That was it, really. It's not very exciting. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted Did it. Did you not fancy going legal on them? Couldn't be bothered. No. It was only, it was about 100 quid of the work. I just right. thought I'll just pay it. Right. But then they were annoyed at that too. What can you do? What can you do? It was, it was, the gutter room was leaking onto my house. Yes. And it was a shared bit of gutter, but they didn't want to anywhere. So would you it's recommend into it. anybody else in that situation to just be like, not bothered, bothered and don't bother getting any legal advice from a solicitor to just leave it? <laughs> well, for 100 quid, probably not uh, worth it. Probably so. not worth it. I just, yeah. but if, if it had been a the, bigger the, thing. The kind of bread and butter work that would keep her. A local solicitors firm in business, perhaps, and, and sponsoring a local podcast as the circle of uh, life, isn't it? The circle of law. If they'd have been, in, if they'd have been changing the boundaries, I'd have been onto a yeah, solicitor. If they'd been trimming your hedge down, they'd have been held to pay. <laughs> well, I might have allowed that, so I'd be quite grateful. So, what we're establishing is that our sponsors, Levi Solicitors, will be happy to help anybody with any legal issues they have, as long as they meet kind of a, a moderate level of uh, yeah. non-triviality. Anything. Anything lower than <laughs> goring, they'll just hang up. If it's a minor issue, I'll just come sort it for you. <laughs> so if you. If you, if you have a non-trivial yeah. legal issue that you need addressing, leadbyslicitors.co.uk. It's not quite as catchy Otherwise, as we'll... I don't think people are going to be shouting that at you in the Lowfields tunnel. The courts are busy. They don't need me in there talking about guttering, do they? That's all I'm saying. Leadbyslicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Um, if you are watching the video version, then you have been treated already to the shirt that Michael is wearing, our brand new Lowfields tunnel shirt. It's nice, isn't it? Look at Made that. by us and Admiral. Yes. Just to really get it across to the audio people that it, this is a football shirt. If you are on the audio version, it is a shirt that replicates the tile pattern in the Lowfields Tunnel, the underpass mm. under the motorway. Uh, the sadly neglected Lowfields Tunnel. Yes. It's the one where you kind of, you're like the little troll under the bridge, aren't you? When, you, when you sell your, your wares under there, um, selling the mag and the, and the merch and stuff. So people do come down there on a match day and shout Will's probate conveyancing at you. <laughs> they do. In the, the, Soft blue light that stops people injecting in there. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a nice tunnel. It yeah. really shows the shirt at well, though the soft blue lights. It does. It does. Yeah. Should we get some of those the anti-drug lights and just shine them on you relentlessly? Because <laughs> we know what you like. I'm surprised you're even showing your inner arms, knowing what you're up mm, to in your spare time. But I guess you're going between the toes now. <laughs> this went off piece. This is really dark. <laughs> shirts are nice, though, aren't they? Yes, yeah. the shirts are nice. They are available for the square, uh, from the squareball.net. Um, TSB Plus members discount on there as well and great Christmas present for people who like loud football shirts. It's a beauty. There's other stuff on there too. Yep. Got new the, uh, the retro new, shirts. Yeah, which is which celebrates the Lowfields Tunnel in in all its many years of the glory. Players themselves. Yeah. It's got lots of logos and images from the magazine's entire history. From the frankly shambolic jumble of logos that have been used over the years. There's some beauty. Some of the mid-90s ones I really like. Um, down the side of the back print, it just says Leeds 
football with a couple of arrows in between. And I've always liked that one. So I'm glad that we've put that uh, among others on the T-shirt. And the front logo on the uh, the breast, chest, on the breast, yeah, has the um, the logo off the very first issue, the one with Vinnie Jones on the cover, and up top is the square ball logo. And we've brought that back for the cover, for the cover, the front of the t shirt, and then all the other ones on the back. Other point to make as well. I know we had hawking shit off here, but um, we're hawking we'll good, good things, soon. hawking good shit off the charity calendar. Limited number of those is available now. We've taken heed of everything that everyone said in years past and said we don't want players on our wall who um, no longer play for us. So we've put in classics, classic illustrations. I mean, there's a small, small risk chance. with the January transfer window because it's it's mm. based on great goals. So Tony Yeboah's goal is in there, Pablo Hernandez against Swansea. Um, I should clarify, it's the Liverpool goal because Tony Yeboah scored so many um, that were great. There's Lee Chapman against Bournemouth. And yeah, so February is Chris Somerville's winner at Anfield because we thought there should be kind of one up-to-date player. But there is like the January transfer window, which is... I mean, we like risk. We like the risk. Yeah, It's kind of tempting fate. It's almost a challenge, Angus Kinnear now, if he doesn't want us to raise lots of money for the Leeds Cancer Centre, selling this uh, charity calendar, sell Somerville in January and ruin the whole thing. So it's it's just... Good challenge. It's just up to up to him how he feels about that. If, the bid, if a bid arrives, £100 million pounds mm-hmm. for Crescencio Somerville, he's got a choice to make. Does he uh, displease all the people who've uh, bought a calendar to support a cancer charity or does he take the money and sell Somerville and leave everybody disappointed in February, which Dan did realise before we went to print is a leap year this yes. year. So we added the other day. 29 days, in it? The other thing that has been taken on board from previous feedback uh, to a certain extent is there is now just about enough room to write appointments and other such things on what hopefully now that the leap year has been accounted for a correct uh, calendar we have had uh, we've all checked the dates I think haven't we um, no you have <laughs> I so I, I took your word for it um, oh, once so you spotted February it's fine we have had people in the past have, have not complained because it's a charity calendar and it looks brilliant and the artwork is always nice but suggested it might be nice if it was like some practical use um, so it will be of some practical use as well as just beautiful and and supporting Leeds Cancer Centre. Yes, so every penny of profit on those calendars goes to Leeds Cancer Centre and it's the Breast Cancer Action Group, isn't it, I believe, as well, um, specifically. So you can get those at the squareball.net. Those, just to say the calendars, you have to buy them because of the way that they're packaged and sent out. They're a standalone item. You can't get them with other stuff. So if, you, if you're confused when you're trying to buy them and you're trying to shove other stuff in your basket, it doesn't work. Basically. Calendars on its own. Buy loads of calendars. Yep. And then check out and buy loads of other stuff. Yes. That's what we're, that's what we're after. And I will say this, a little teaser. They're not there yet. Huge clamour for Christmas jumpers coming for you in a couple of weeks. That's all I will say. A couple of weeks away from what I think is probably the best Christmas jumper that's been made in the city of Leeds. And that's all I'll say for now. Let's get on with the show. Yeah, we need to do some other stuff, don't we? Yeah, talk about Leeds rather than just ourselves. Uh, So we have recorded slightly out of order this week because it's half term. The schools have been off this week and Phil Hay uh, with his showbiz demands. I'm not working Thursday or Friday. Record before that or I'm not doing it, um, and you'll hear from my lawyers. So it was a minor dispute, we yeah. sorted it out. Yeah, we just said, oh, we'll record on by Wednesday or whatever. So uh, we've done that. So we recorded Phil before the um, the, the press conference. Phil should be out before this, so you'll know that. <laughs> it's very confusing. It is very confusing, yeah. Anyway, uh, so we can now react to the presser ahead of Leicester, which is happening on Friday. <gasps> That's my reaction, my reaction to the, yeah. the presser, is that? Is Junior Furpo back? Well, he's somewhat back. Right. For now. Define back. Is he back or is he set back? Right. He's been in team training for 10 days, I think he said. So he's essentially... Not good um, enough to feature. <laughs> he's, well, he said but this week was his first proper full training week. And every session is good for him. He's closer and closer. Um, no setback in the last days, he actually said. So the opposite. And he is available if we call him up for the game day squad before the international break. Uh, so, yeah, so we have more options at left back if mm-hmm. you choose to look at it that way. If you choose to be cynical and mean, then you can say that the left back, uh, our left back situation has worsened. I would not be one of those people. Well, you, you Moscow, you've written a, an article that I, it's funny because I was thinking about this. I thought, because I always have this idea in my head, I think I'd quite like to write a thing about a thing and I never get around to it because I'm so busy with all this stuff. But I thought, 
just nice celebrating how happy Jorginho Ruter is. And I woke up the day after and you'd written it. And I was like, oh, mm. good. I'm pleased about that. Just and... celebrating the joy of it. And maybe that's what we can we can extract from this season is the joy of seeing Junior Firpo gambling up and down the left-hand touchline like a newborn spring lamb. Yeah. Um, and rejuvenating the... and having a nice time in the championship. After the Huddersfield game, we've seen kind of the standard for fullbacks in mm. the championship. So no matter when people are like Junior Firpo, he couldn't get into a non-league team, he's rub- all this kind of stuff. You know, Tom, Tom Edwards played for, he played two seasons consecutively for New York Red Bulls. You know this? I do. I was looking, yeah. at, it, I was looking at his wiki because I noticed he spent two years in New York then he was sent to Barnsley and Huddersfield as but punishment. They, but it was two separate loans. He played like, he was a first team pick for New York Red Bulls in MLS for a season on loan. And then for the next season, they took him again and gave him another full season. So it kind of, it fed into some of the the post Jesse Marsh, Victor Orta anxiety, where it's like, hey, that style of football, the Red Bull stuff, let's get some uh, well, maybe, guys from Austria and America and it's going to be great. Maybe that's what confused him though, Moscow, because he looked very, very not at home out wide when Jorginho Ruto was kicking the ball past him and then running off the pitch to go get it. I mean, yeah. he would be thinking, why is that guy running all the way over there off the, the off the white line? Surely we play another 20 mm-hmm. or 30 yards. Where the goal is. Yeah, yeah, where the goal is. In the it, we, we were a long way from the goal frame at that point. And but if that's the standard, like Furpo's better than him, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I would say every player I've ever seen is better than him. And I would, I would suggest for him a move from the full sugar Red Bull to do a sugar free one, right? Just as a professional tip for him, because oh, he was a big boy, wasn't he? Looking, watching him chasing back, he's enjoying his life. I don't think he was then. not that part. I don't, I don't no. think he was enjoying the football part. <laughs> he really, really struggled. Maybe it's just. Comfort eating of an evening to make himself feel better about it. That's mm. and that's fine, and we're not going to judge him, are we? It reminded me of the the, St- the Stephen Craney days. Uh, speaking of Jesse Marsh, are you prepared to get on board the new hype train? The, the obvious solution to Man United's problems, I think. Oh, Joe, oh, right, oh, there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Chris Armas knows the club, so he could go back. Yeah, as well. I think it's the solution to their problems. This Ten Hag chump found out when he's not playing in a Mickey, uh, managing in a Mickey Mouse league, isn't he? Jesse, however, already has pre-existing Premier League experience. He's saying he could keep them up. I'm saying season. he might keep them up, just. I bet Jesse Marsh has met Mickey Mouse as well, and I bet it went really well. Where is Chris Armas? Do we still pay I was say Mickey Mouse is at Disney World. I thought you were going to ask about Mickey Mouse. I don't think he's still on gardening leave, because I don't think we gave him that long of a... No, I'd be not. Although, although Jesse is still knocking about in Harrogate, last we heard, isn't he? Because he'll be on the club's payroll. Jesse's off on his round the world. Well, he's been off on his round the world tour again remember he popped up in Italy doing the Champions League TV stuff yeah I'm pretty sure Chris Armas is booked off somewhere else bless him did anyway poor that, fella speaking of oh, Chris Armas Christmas did you see there's another I'm glad you, I'm glad you explained that because I wouldn't have got yeah, it yeah yeah there's a, the yeah. game on Boxing Day and there's been uproar from like fans groups saying how it's not on uh, Christmas Eve sorry the um, the Man United fixture game, exactly. isn't it? We and, played Man United. But my objection isn't that it messes with fans. It's that it ruins our history. Exactly. That we, should... we had that as our thing, wasn't it? That was our one game that we was ever played then. And it was the best day ever and it was the best Christmas, Christmas ever. Christmas Eve, 1995, and we beat Man United. And they've ruined it now. What have they put on? Some Chelsea Wolves, Some isn't it, fucking dog shit they've put on instead. Why? That nobody cares about. Respect the history of Tony Eboa. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I was going to say, um, you were mentioning Angus Kinnear before there, Moscow, further up in the show, about Maury Eisenberg. He's got a new friend to hang about with in the boardroom. Chief Operating Officer, which we, I think this is not new news to anybody watching this show or listening to this show, but we missed it in between recording the shows last week and it getting announced just after we recorded. So worth probably touching on and just saying that um, Angus Kinnear's got a friend to to join him and he's excited to welcome Maury to the team. His leadership experience and energy will be central to shaping and delivering our plans to fulfil the huge potential of our great club both on and off the pitch. Yeah, it's very much in, in keeping with Maury's own LinkedIn profile. I mean, it's easy to read this stuff out and, and wonder what's going on. He is a big picture thinker who digs into data and applies first principles to shape direction and solve complex problems. Skilled at tuning processes and systems to streamline operations and drive efficiency. So that's good, isn't it? It's good he can do those things. Absolutely no idea what he will be doing uh, on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> Data and that. He, but he's an accomplished commercial leader with broad experience setting vision and delivering outcomes through business transformation and hypergrowth. So hypergrowth? Growth, hypergrowth. Um, that's like when they started renaming roller coasters, not like 
like there's a super roller coaster, then there's a hyper coaster. Now there's giga coasters, isn't there? Are there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've come a long way from the big one at Liverpool, at Blackpool. <laughs> one of the um, pools. It was that big. It was in one of the pools. The ultimate it? stretch across. He started, if you will go back to The ultimate's gone from Lightwater Valley. I know, I know it's kind of, we're getting into heathen talk here because we're obviously, we're all Team Flamingo land now, aren't we? But um, yeah, Lightwater Valley, the ultimate is no more. Used to be the longest roller coaster in the world, you know, boys and girls. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah. No Great more. days. Yeah. Decommissioned. Anyway, sorry, Moscow, go ahead. Um, yeah, it's, it's all right. He's So he started, if you want to do his CV, 1997. He was an associate consultant at Bain and Can company. I just request that you do this, a really abridged version? Yeah, uh, he did some stuff. Uh, it kind of just gets to the, the bit where I'm kind of intrigued when he was um, chief executive officer in 2006 for Spleek Media Network. You don't get many um, instant messaging startup called Spleek. Right. Quite like the, uh, the sound of spleet. Did someone buy that out then at any point or is it just folded? Well, he uh, grew the audience to over 10 million users. So that's pretty good, isn't it? And then he went to um, Cox Automotive. Nothing funny about that. Oh. And his 49ers, uh, oh yeah, so 49ers. T- what does Teespring do? T-shirts. Um, yeah, they do. Probably. For NFL and NBA. So he knows T-shirts. As he, Did he ever? He launched... Uh, merchandising on YouTube, Twitch, and Eventbrite, very much as we have just launched mm. merchandising on YouTube ourselves. So when this chump messes things up, Angus, <laughs> come and get us. We'll sort things out. And then he worked. He actually not well, only will we <laughs> not only does he have a or will we make uh, it worse? Tesla is obviously the headline. Everyone's like, oh, he was at Tesla. He was at Tesla. But it's more, I think it's more significant that um, he actually worked for LinkedIn. He was a global sales operations senior director for Learning and Glint. What's Glint? Anyone know what Glint is? That's stuff you get in your pockets, isn't it? Um, learning and Glint. I mean, I don't know. I know what learning is. I would now like to learn what Glint is. Well, um, we're all we're all on a journey of discovery today, aren't we? This is exciting. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find out because it's all like it's very complicated. I was going to say if you, if you Google Glint, there's going to be loads of stuff, isn't there? Uh, so he did all that, um, and then he went back to 49 Enterprises in August, and I think that was probably a precursor to him becoming our chief operating officer, which I think his first task will be to... Um, operate. Uh, I was thinking... Prob- operate on Junior Furpo. Probably to get a slightly bigger desk than the chief executive officer, and then just kind of sit and stare at him. Do right. we know what... Isn't he under Kinnear? Uh, well, I, that might be Angus's... I heard. Um, so he got the job, eh? No. <laughs> Angus's um, desire. Structurally, I thought that was... I thought that was um, well, one of them's going to the execute and one of them's going to operate. Mm, very diff- different yeah. jobs. Uh, how that will actually... I wonder if the Saudis have that in Newcastle. But I think this is where <laughs> you, you get in with the the uneasy atmosphere that I think they will both be mm. um, anxious to avoid and instead maintain a, a healthy working relationship in which Mori does not come in and completely trash everything that Angus <laughs> has been working on for the last uh, five years in the job. Lots of that thing is like, oh, I've found out about a thing, I've done a big presentation about why it sucked, and then Angus is going to sit there and go like, oh, that was... You do get the sense, though, that... That's the thing I, I, I really liked. You know, one of the messages that, that Phil's consistently put out is that... Is like, I'm not doing a podcast this week. Yeah. it was all No, it was all very much... It was, and still is, a championship club behind the scenes and probably needs a lot more bodies doing a lot more stuff to uh, do the growth that they probably need behind the scenes, just to modernise everything. And no doubt the stadium follows as well because he's been charged with that. That's part of his uh, his remit, isn't it? Making it all fancy and that. Interesting. I was watching the uh, the NFL. There was a game. You ever heard of the 49ers? Yes. Sports team in the NFL. Yeah. They had a game. I watched a bit of that. Couldn't help but look and see a lot of people shielding their eyes from the sun in the Levi Stadium. Listen, they couldn't have known it'd be sunny in California. Mm. Well, you know, I, there is a truth, actually, in the fact that uh, oh, I read it on the internet, so it must be true, that the Levi Stadium is built as it is because it was supposed to be further up in San Francisco itself, but they fell out with the council there or whatever. The plans had already been drawn up, so they just chucked it in Santa Clara instead, which has different, slightly different weather conditions, like it's a bit mistier up San Fran Way. Can't confirm any all of this because I've not been, but um, that's what I read on the internet. Mm. So they just um, put the same plan in place, but just 30 or 40 miles south, whatever it is. Should we go without a roof? In here? When we redo it? No, the stadium. Corporate seats and the big corporate area doesn't have a roof on it. I think it'd be nice to see. Yeah. Although they do have a fancy living roof. We've, we've mentioned this before, haven't we, about mm. Levi Stadium. The the main stand there that's got all the corporate boxes in it. It's got uh, it's got grass and that on top and they grow ingredients for like the restaurants and stuff. And you've you've said before, 
not going to work next to the M621. No, all diesel particulate all over your uh, all over your salad, poisoning your herbs. Yeah, I might help to clean the air. Who knows? So, Glint appears to be (laughs) um, a product from Microsoft. Microsoft Fever Glint, which is part of their. Um, it comes as part of Microsoft 365 and then some add-ons into whatever the Viva suite is. I don't know what the difference is between all these things, but it's kind of like an employee feedback platform so you can create a culture of feedback and action. And so, yeah. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, Murray's job was just selling it, basically. Sorry, it was driving adoption of tools to upskill talent, but yeah, he was selling it. Right. It's like buy, buy some glint was basically what he was doing for how long did two years. This is what Michael's just spent the first 10 minutes of this podcast doing. Mm. Buy some stuff buy off some us. It's really, I'm not saying that Murray has padded out his, uh, his LinkedIn profile just to, and pulled the wool over the 49ers <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Welcome to Leeds, Murray. Um, he did work there before. So he, the, the backstory, was, as you were mentioning, he was their VI, he was their vice president of business operations for three years, 2012, 2015, uh, through, he led the business operations and analytics through the development and opening of Levi's stadiums. And then, yeah, he doubled merchandise sales. He really is just like, it seems to be Listen, he's, selling he's, t-shirts. Maybe we need puts, to hire him. If he puts working Wi-Fi in there, he's my guy. He set KPIs and developed dashboards to analyze quantitative and qualitative data deriving insights that increased year-round engagement and elevated fan experience. I so, noticed that Michael's just glazing over. Did he develop yeah. dashboards in his time at Tesla? Uh, Tesla, um, I think he was just selling cars. Well, he was glo- director of global used vehicles, so he was just selling used cars at Tesla. You know when you were at ITV, Michael, did you enjoy KPIs? Um, I avoided them. <laughs> How? Because mine would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> just listen, let's, not, let's, let's dig into the numbers. It's not about the numbers. <laughs> like, I'm more of a vibes man. <laughs> he's in the... the uh, All right, Jesse. He's in the great position because he, he set the KPIs for the new stadium and uh, elevating the fan experience. So he was able to say, like, what if they... Like, if we sell three more hot dogs, that'll be fine. He sets the KPI, so nobody can really... And then again at Tesla, um, he reset the objectives. He's like, what if we don't sell any cars? And then we'll easily hit the target. And everyone's like, the guy's a genius. We've hit all the targets. So he's got the great experience of just deciding how good he wants to be at stuff and then being that good. It is is an absolute truism that you never want... If you're doing well at work, you never want to do too well because then they start to to move Mm. your targets up, don't they? You just want to slight, very slightly exceed whatever you did last year, and then for God's sake, stop. You preach to the converted, here. mate. I know, I know. I, l- I learned all this from you, <laughs> the master, the master. So welcome to Leeds, anyway, Maury. Hope you have a nice time and do some good stuff. And we're getting more people as well. Mm-hmm. Communication yep. assistant. Yep. So comms team, media, growing person. Yeah. And I assume off the back. Are you, are you in for this one? Uh, well, I assume this is off the back of seeing Brendan Aronson play for us last year. We're getting ahead of physical development. <laughs> In fact, they've just advertised that off the back of his birthday photos with his, having his plate of cookies. <laughs> but dear God, that's What's an adult it? male. If you Did no one feed him at all? <laughs> Bless him. He's having a difficult time, isn't he still, Brendan? But, you know, enjoy Berlin. Yeah, why not? And that's uh, actually academy physical development, isn't it? Which neatly segues into the under-21s, uh, who almost beat Liverpool. Didn't know, did they? <sighs> Was that in that European it. Cup thing that we've been playing, in that European Premier League knockout thing? No. Right, because as you were saying, like Liverpool's obviously not in England, so yeah, uh, this was just standard I, league. I'm, just, like, I'm recycling your jokes. I know, now. I know. Like Wrexham, Swansea, and Cardiff, Liverpool have the uh, the exception; they're allowed. I don't know where are the um, where's the place where everybody goes and gets uh, married up north. Gretna Green. Yeah, it, but it's not there, is it? It's near there. Gretna. Um, oh, I don't. Know. Gretna Green and the two separate places. Don't know what we're talking about, really. So we won't dwell on it. But, um, <laughs> I'm not doing it, it is Gretna. He's right. Yeah, that's. But I'm thinking of another place. Dumfries. There's a place on the border between Scotland and England. It's a Inverness. Bit of and, a bit of both and neither. And it's the place where there was kind of the apocryphal story that it's still at war. Coldstream from uh, World War Two. You could you could Google it and save me, but you're not going to. So instead of telling you what happened in the under twenty ones. Uh, I'm just going to look into that and you can all go bollocks. <laughs> we drew too old, didn't we? What, with Gretna? It's as much as I know. Yes. Yeah. Um, then Sean McGurk got married, uh, but he's over 16, so he didn't even need his parents' permission. But yeah. he went up there because he thought it'd be romantic. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he did. Excellent. And uh, LUFC women almost had a great comeback, in keeping, very much in keeping with the brand, this one. Lost 4-3 at Halifax. Were they were they 4 nil down at one point? Or was it 3 nil? Yeah, four. That's yeah, and then so the great comeback started, but never finished. 
This was a, oh, well. um, an FA Cup game, Halifax. Oh, they're in the division above, aren't they? Oh, yeah. in the division above. They used to be Brugges, but they rebranded. They've been. They've had some investment from... Oh, is that them? Germany. It is them. From where? So everybody's Brigus. 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 Brigus, yeah. Um, Brig House. This is, well, this is the second, strangely, the second time today I'm going to reference this, that um, a band was played on the John Peel show a while ago, and he just, well, I mean, many years ago, because he, he described them as... I was going to say, it must have been a while ago. He said they were from a Brig House, and they wrote in and said, next, well, it's Brigus. This, there is no such place as Brig House. So right. it's them. Um, yeah, so they're in the division above, pretty good, but going to a bit of a flap as Leeds came, charging back at them from 4-0 down. This feels a bit sneaky, because to my mind, I'm just looking at the map here, That so for anybody who is not from the area... Brig House is a town roughly between Huddersfield and Halifax. That's not Halifax itself, is it? Not really. It's not Halifax proper. I think they moved, though. That's the thing. Right. So I think they moved um, into Fax. So these are like dirty franchise scum. Basically. Somebody needs to just combine all the local teams and give us the Clack Huddersfax FC that we the people want. I've still not found this fucking... Berwick upon Tweed is what you're looking for. Is that it? I yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah, other side of the country, but that's not where people get married. No. But we have been passing it between the countries for searched, hundreds of years. I searched so. Scotland war with Russia and Eric upon Tweed came up. So yeah. right, and it is Northumberland. Yes, yeah, so I was close. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, welcome. Time to hand out our hero and villain of the week as the TSB jury assembles within our makeshift courtroom. Dan Michael and Moscow with you uh, as the three the three man panel jury. Man panel jury. Group, block mm-hmm. decision makers. Yep. Yeah. Um, Levi's list is obviously well behind this. They love this feature, being in a courtroom as it is. And I have a gavel, famously present in a courtroom in uh, in, in the UK. They're on adverts. Yeah. There is, okay. We did actually get somebody sent in an advert of a, it was a judge banging a gavel, wasn't it? Maybe it was, like like double glazing or something like that. It was that. me, I think. Oh, was it you? Sent it I to found me. it was on an advert for chocolate milk. You're so insignificant, I didn't, I didn't even realise it was you. But yeah, no gavels in uh, in um, English courts, which I knew about. All when, Rise by Blue was another bought. example of a good good courtroom atmosphere. Yes. Should we get into the campaign? I rest my case, as they would say. Should we get into the Ken Bates Villain of the Week award? Do we have any? Villains? Well, there'll be somebody, won't they? Thank you to our TSB Plus members who sent in various nominations. One of you, one of you will have to step up to the legal hockey now and deliver who you believe should be the uh, the Villain of the Week. I can think of some candidates already. I mean, I can't, feel, I can't be too bothered, really, after that. It was just... It was fairly... Um, Thanks for listening to our podcast. Villain, no, villain-wise, I mean... End of the show. Hang probably... On. There you go. Case, Probably. If case had, dismissed. If we had to pick on someone... And I'm going to go for Hoggy. Because I know Hoggy. you're about to say it, so I'm just taking him off you. No. Oh. Go on. You step up to the legal well, hockey then. Who are you going to say? Dickhead ref. All right, well, I'm saying Hoggy, so up yours. Right, well, the, the two are related, <laughs> you, obviously. You they? call him Hoggy because of Warnock, clearly, as well, don't you? As I do. Because he, he's the, basically the one player that Warnock used to like at Huddersfield. 
He'd always talk about Hoggy in any press conferences. Hoggy. Well, Hoggy. I mean, what other what other nickname you got? You're not going to call somebody called Hog anything but Hoggy, the pig. Other oh, drilling started downstairs, which is great. We will be moving down to our new office studio in about another week, so hopefully this will stop. But in the meantime, apologies for that. We I mean, keep saying it. The thing we? about Jonathan, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Lee Hogg, as um, to give him his full title, three hundred and twenty-four games for Huddersfield and counting. Like that's too many. Nobody needs to play that many games for Huddersfield Town. It also disagrees with the um, the lower part of his Wikipedia page. So there are two. We can't even. He's played so many games for Huddersfield. Nobody can count them. Oh yeah, somebody stopped updating the table in twenty twenty two. So the last couple of seasons, nobody knows how many games this man has played for Huddersfield Town. Do you think he knows? Probably not. No, and that, that's. I think once you've reached that point, you need to really have a, a hard look at you yourself and, and what you're doing. Um, quote here from former Huddersfield manager Danny Cowley. I forgot about him. Yeah, his brother doesn't seem to have had much to say about it. You can't, just, you can't uh, refer to him as Danny Cowley. He's got to be the Cowleys, hasn't it? They come so, as, a, as a pair. So we've got one of the Cowley twins referred to Hogg <laughs> as a fantastic professional. He brings so much to the team, not only in terms of his ability as a player, but also the substances he, uh, sorry, substance he brings. <laughs> I didn't know why. I, I was confused about what was going on there. When he plays... He's very good on a night out. He gives them the grit really and determination. Chatty. The grit and determination Huddersfield need. And yeah, so he scored... 7th of April 2021, what do you think happened? A little quiz. It's always fun when we have a quiz. Is that Huddersfield getting relegated or...? Uh, April, probably. It could well have been. No. Um, uh, no. <laughs> Thanks. What is it? Michael, any guesses? What's the, what's the question again? What happened on the 7th of April 2021 that involved Ogge? There was a dust-up. No. Um, a drink-driving incident. No. <laughs> a child was born. No. He scored a, a goal. yachting accident. He scored his second goal for eight, for Huddersfield was 7th of April, 2021. Bearing in mind, he'd been playing for them since 2013. But yeah. I mean, that's real kind of... We don't even know how many goals... He, he's now up to four, apparently, according to some of the inconsistent statistics here. But you've got to be... I mean, a goal return of two in a decade. That's the kind of... That's, but, you know, that's the kind of midfielder... Um, I feel like you've gone really granular on this to an extent that just wasn't necessary. The kind of midfielder well, thank that you. Uh, Colin Warnock would absolutely love. No, it's not about the goals, it's about the effort. Professionalism, that's what I get from Oggy. He's a footballer who can't score. I mean, Berardi, bless him. Batty. But he's a fullback. But he scored a few. But he could if he wanted to. He just didn't. <laughs> he's just annoying. He, he, he chose not to, yeah. So that's a completely different uh, category. But also Berardi, yeah, he was with us for a decade, wasn't he? Berardi, don't compare Catano Berardi to Jonathan Hogg. What's the matter with you? I compared David Batty to him. Is this your way of switching that Oggy's not the villain and you're going to put the dickhead ref forward because you're saying that he's basically the same as uh, Berardi? I'm not having that. I think what you've just done is a disgrace. (laughs) Order, order, and so on. Go on. Um, I've had to look his name up because people just refer to him as the difficult... No, James Bell. We don't need to know about him. Ref and Hogg, you're thinking of Stroud again, aren't you? Yes, but the referee, James Bell, should have sent off Hoggy, quite clearly. Well... And Oggy, and Oggy, Oggy shouldn't have put him in that position. Is, is it the case that Oggy was just doing what Oggy does? Oggy knew he should have been sent off as well because he stood up and did that. Oh, no. Yeah. Did a, tried to be dismissive of it so yeah. the ref would think it was downplayed and then yeah, yeah, it, it worked, to be fair. Um, yeah, because, I mean, second half, we did take a foot off the gas, but if they'd have been out of 10, which they rightly should have been, we could probably have, even with uh, all the changes, we could have probably put another three or four past them. Yeah. So the referee spoiled it. I think one of the reasons we took the foot off the gas was that Oggy started putting his studs on the Achilles, didn't he? Mm. So there was several. It was Ampadu that he went over the top on, wasn't it? Or was that on one of the other reprobates I think in Ampadu this so-called was his, midfield? I think Ampadu was the first one he got booked for. And then he did another one in right at the end of the first half, which mm. should have definitely been another yellow. But yeah, it so did. it became not worth the risk because Tom Lees went uh, late from behind on... Mm-hmm. Rutter at one point and and tried to then apologise, which Jorginho was not having. And I, I felt a bit bad about that point because then the Leeds fans started singing "Your Two Shits" to play for Leeds, and I know Tom Leeds had just kicked uh, Jorginho Rutter, and I wasn't in a very good mood with him myself. That's you know, it's Tom Leeds. Bit mean, isn't it? I would welcome Tom Leeds back into our team. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Yeah, of course. I just need to uh, interject here as the person with the deciding vote as the judge in, the, in these matters and just say Ipswich and Leicester as nominated by Philip 
saying seriously, calm the fuck down, would you? That's absolutely fair. We can calm them down. We have the ability. Oh crap, we're playing them, aren't we? Friday. Mm. So feels very prescient today, um, as you were listening to this. Yes, uh, Bamford and Melier both get mentions for their slight indiscretions, but it feels like they're they're just petty grievances, and also the Bamford boo boys are getting mentioned by Matt. So mitigating against the Bamford boo boys feels like a whole little circular argument within itself. But I don't I don't think certainly Bamford's not going to win it this time. Uh, any other sort of cheap shots you want to take or because that petty grievances are allowed, cheap shots are allowed? There are a couple of nominations for Huddersfield in general um, due to bestiality reasons yeah. which maybe don't need to get into. Edwards, so Sarah, so no villains, just chump of the week. But I, I think he's he's still to come in heroes surely, isn't he, Edwards? Let's not let's not get into him now. Yeah. I think you might have... Have you spelled bestiality wrong there on the sheet, Michael? Which is not, not what you normally do. When you send out the newsletter, uh, you normally get the spelling right. I saw some bestiality on Twitter last night. That was um, different. Why? There's a video circulating on there. A few what? people retweeting it. Um, what were you looking for? It just came onto my title. It was probably in the For You tab. It's given... the, well, the algorithm will be feeding you what you look for, won't it? <laughs> just just racists and bestiality. That's all you get on there these days. <laughs> Thanks, Elon. Hog came back from injury to become Villa's reserve team's leading goal scorer. What, an, is, what an accolade. This is his Wikipedia page of all things. Um, You're not letting him go, are you, Hoggy? Uh, and was part of Villa's squad that won the 2009 Peace Cup, a oh, pre-season wow. tournament. Part of the squad suggests he didn't even play. Um, and you're telling me that this guy is not the villain of the week. He refused to play uh, in the cause of peace. There's no evidence that he did that, but maybe he did. I don't know. Oh, actually, I can find out what the team's here. <laughs> right, I'm prepared to make a ruling on this and I, I, I do have to side with Moscow on this if only just to make him stop talking about Augie because the dickhead ref it's obvious the, you can do the ref every week because the crap mm, it's true but um, yeah Augie he brought it on himself didn't he it probably um, hurt Warnock a little bit as he well he brought yeah. it on Ampadu's legs before he brought it on anybody else see yeah. Warnock turned well did he turn down QPR or did they turn elsewhere this week I thought he was looking nailed on. He was going back there, wasn't it? But he's not going there before Christmas, is he? Like he'll have, he'll have, mm. he'll have done that thing, like when he signed up to Huddersfield at the start of the season, knowing full well he was not going to see it out. He'd have gone back to QPR and gone for the interview. So oh, I can't wait to get started, lads. You know, and all this. Can't wait like, to get started in January. In January, <laughs> yeah. When I, when I've uh, got Christmas out of the way, Sharon mm. needs me around the house. You know, to get the giblets out of the turkey and all that. Um, not a euphemism. Um, yeah, villain of the week, Oggy. Right, let's do the um, Katana Brady hero of the week, shall we? Then end on a high. Uh, in terms of the player scores, there were lots of high scores for the uh, the Huddersfield game. There were three players over nine out of ten. Uh, so how does that factor into our thinking here? Who's going to nominate who? And what does it do to the player of the year scores? Player of the year, Somerville. Is he out in front now? He's now got, got ahead of Ampadu. Right. The thing is, I do feel a bit sorry for Ampadu because all he can really do is just be consistently really good doing his midfield stuff. Whereas when someone scores two and assists two... It's like the Ballon d'Or was this week, wasn't it? And it's it's never kind of a keeper doesn't get it or a defender doesn't get it. It's always one of the fancy mm-hmm. players. Georgina Ruta might get it. He will get it one day, mm-hmm. one day, because he was also very good. Yeah, not not a lot to split them at the top, or indeed Dan James. Do we need to revise Dan James's name? No. Do you know who? <laughs> uh, Someone did suggest we, we we abbreviate little scumbastard to LSB, but it's a term of affection, isn't it? It's fun. Or Danny James. Yeah. You know who did play in one of these Peace Cup matches when uh, Hogg couldn't be bothered? Little Leeds connection. And an, uh, also American. Brendan Aronson. Aston Villa. Weston McKenney. I can tell you've got oh, it. Oh, Eric Lehigh. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Uh, in front of Brad Friedel. Got to try and, because we got a lot of um, uh, people who got into the Leeds United stuff due to all the American things. So there's something for you. <laughs> You're <laughs> we've, welcome. We've mentioned Friedel and Lehigh. There you go. That'll, that'll keep you quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your top three for player of the year at the minute. It's Dan James at uh, just over seven out of ten. Um, Farker, obviously not a player, but he's scoring just higher, slightly higher than that. Ampadu, 7.21, and Crescencio Somerville, 7.27. That's interesting because a lot of people might have Ruta down for that. How's Ruta not got over seven at the minute? 6.95 is in fourth place. Yeah. Sinistera's there just behind him. We can, we can strike Sinistera from the record as well, can't we? Yeah, and then just the, the consistency of Byram and Rodon behind them as well. Both doing very well every week. Right. I can only think the um, thing with Ruter might be off of the Sheffield Wednesday game, which I was kind of thinking after the Huddersfield game, that um, I think I was presenting a bit of a mysterious 
figure as to why I thought the Sheffield Wednesday nil-nil in which Rutte was missing sitters all over the place was actually like loads of fun and it was probably just because it was the same as the Huddersfield game except against Huddersfield we scored. Um, so there's probably, I think you got some lower marks for for not uh, scoring in that game. Whereas, I mean, he didn't score against Huddersfield. He's rubbish, isn't he? Rutte? <laughs> He doesn't score enough for the highest scores. That Mm. is probably his issue. Anyway, um, let's do the Katana Baradi Hero of the Week award. Taking all that into account, all those scores. Interesting point made by Sarah before one of you steps up to the legal hockey to make a case for uh, for Hero of the Week. Sarah's saying it has to be all three of the uh, the triumvirate of heroes: Little Scumbastard, Somerville, and Jorginho Ruta for trickery and decision making, wizardry, that sort of stuff. Mm. Your court, your rules. Do what I want, eh? Right, well, one of you make a case then. Somerville, it was his birthday. Scored two, assisted two. What more do you want? Um, Wore a a life jacket to his birthday meal or a parachute or something. It was definitely a high-vis tabard. Mm. Yeah, it was nice. He doesn't need those glasses either, does he? No. They're definitely clear glass in those. Although one of my child's wears blue light glasses. Don't have any medical purpose, but if you're looking at screens, and obviously that's all kids do now, don't go outside, mm. do they just look at screens? Is that your way of parenting them? Rather than getting yeah. them off the screen, you just go, just put these on, it'd be yeah. fine. Put those glasses on, <laughs> there's the iPad, shut up. Fair, yeah, that's fair, yeah, yeah. fair enough, yeah. yeah. Send me the link. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need two, won't you, for your twins, two pairs. Uh, go on then, you're, you're saying Somerville, it was his birthday, yeah, and that, that picture of the three of them on the stairs, Jed Spence, Somerville in the middle in his life jacket thing. Spence still not fit, is he? That is one no. thing that Farker did say. And uh, Villain nomination. And Ruta just happened to be caught at the right moment and whatever Instagram filter it was that was on it, mentioned this with the show with Phil, just looks like the coolest album cover you could possibly imagine. I love that photo. And it was in this country, which helps. Yes. Mm. yes. I think the, uh, um, uh, probably a double team of Daniel Farker and Greta Thunberg have got onto Somerville and said, just stay in Leeds. Mm. We know it was funny last year when Marsh said, stay in Leeds and you didn't. We all... <laughs> We all secretly we, we enjoyed it. We all had it. a laugh at you at that, didn't we? Yeah. But you're not going to get away with it this year. So let's let's just have a, some some nice places you can go to. But um, it was the Ivy, wasn't it? It, went to. it, was, it, was, it was his 21st last year as well, wasn't do it? We know, so I think it was a big one, so we wanted to go home for it. Do we know whether it was the Ivy in Leeds, though, or the one in London? Mm, don't know. Not been to either. <laughs> this doesn't come all together as a surprise, I can Michael. confirm it wasn't a Weatherspoons. <laughs> I'm going to look at the Ivy, Ivy menu now and upset you. Ivy... It was, um, what was he called? That guy who plays Newcastle has just been banned. Tenali, wasn't it? Who'd booked mm. himself a table at Weatherspoons. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I think he'd obviously just looked on Google Maps, but he'd man- he'd rung up and re- I think it would obviously been fairly well braked. You know, they often are. They are all Weatherspoons, aren't they? You kind of know what you're getting. But he'd obviously just looked at something in the local area and he'd, he'd reserved a table and there was a little thing there and people were taking pictures of it to say, it must be the guy. And then he turned up. It reminds me of, uh, so, Jorginho Rutter's Halloween TikTok mm. was very entertaining. Uh, this week had his um, little search history um, as he was booking a taxi for where he'd be. And it, and it was two fancy dress shops. Mm-hmm. There was one on Roundhay Road and then one on North Lane. And then Argos, which fits. I like that however long he's been in Leeds, so if, you need, if you need some bits for your costume, go to Argos. It's not as expensive as I thought. And then, But then the last one was Preston. Which kind of confuses me. This is the town of Preston that you've been mm. searching for, like on Google Maps. So I don't know what interest he's got. The in bus, Preston. the bus station, obviously. Maybe local, yeah, local landmark. The, the bus station. Most expensive steak is the scorched, dry-aged ribeye, um, twelve ounce, three hundred and forty grams, Michael, uh, in a garlic and red wine sauce. How much are you saying? Thirty-nine pounds ninety-nine. <sighs> Thirty-seven ninety-five. There you go. It's not too bad actually, is it? And the fillet of beef uh, is seven ounce rather than eight. Succulent prime. Centre cut grass fed beef. What are you saying? Hang on, slightly cheaper. Yeah, so it's, a, it's much. It's a much lighter steak, is that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thirty four ninety nine. <sighs> Only twenty four pence out. It's thirty four pounds seventy five. Perfectly reasonable prices. Yep. Shepherd shepherd's pie sixteen ninety five. How do you feel about that? The um, just on the off chance that Steve Nickel pops in. Yeah, and fish and chips. There's chip. no corn in it, is there? Um, no, 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 no. Uh, fish and chips. It's the Ivy 1917 batter with mushy peas. 25 quid. 18.95. Could be worse. Yeah. Would you go? Mm, Maybe. No. That was forced. Okie doke. Shall we um, move on on from reading out menu items? I'm checking the Preston squad to see if there's anyone he might be mates with. 
Maybe he's maybe he's angling for a January move. I nominate Daniel James because you love Man United. Because I love United, Daniel sorry. James. I love Dan James. I've always loved Dan James. That's why I love calling him little scum bastard. <laughs> and I'm remembering. If anybody doesn't know this about Dan James, just go on Google Dan James crying puppy, and it will bring you either to the video itself or what I wrote about his video, which was the main thing. The main reason I was disappointed when he didn't sign the first time was because while Marcelo Bielsa had that big folder full of presumably clips of him playing football, I had from YouTube a video of Dan James being given a puppy and crying on it. It's beautiful. He gets given, um, he comes home from a hard game. It's an away match at Rotherham that Swansea had lost, although Dan James had set up Ollie McBurney for the opener. I will say that um, Grumpy Git Kev is making a case for Jorginho Ruta and jo- uh, Grumpy Git Kev is going very much against Brand by saying his, him and his lad were in stitches every time he had it. He's so good. It's that, that's how I feel about him and what you wrote about um, the joy of watching him play this week, Moscow, and the joy of being him in this division. It looks like he's just having a really nice time and he's making us have a nice time by proxy, which is good. But he's been to Lancashire, whereas Dan James has left Lancashire to mm. well, Greater Manchester, whatever. It's moved to us. And despite Jesse Marsh's best attempts to exile him to London like some sort of shit Dick Whittington <laughs> um, he's come back without a cat but with a puppy and um, that puppy now is probably a full grown dog and I bet it's having the best time just imagine Dan James and his uh, I think it's a cockapoo um, some kind of dog it's got floppy ears anyway I do like cute. to think that him and Duke Bamford go running around in the park together well I was going to I mean I was going to say imagine Dan James and his dog like racing after each other, running around. So they should have a greyhound. It probably, yeah, it probably ruins the mood if you've got Bamford like limping along after them, going, oh, we've plantar fascia, I can't, oh no. So let's don't, just stick with the positives. Just, don't you minimise the impact of a, a, a naughty plantar fascia. It really does I'm hurt. not, that's why I'm saying we don't need Pat Bamford running uh, around after my, my after dogs and Dan James in any more pain than the poor guy that guys suffer already. So let's stick with the beautiful image of Dan James, the Yorkshire countryside, a dog, maybe he's got more dogs, and they're all just gambling. Not betting, but like... We've, we've finished with Tenali, haven't we? And hey. I think that would be good. And well, that as, deserved a response. Um, Martin in Liversedge Dick. also points out that he did a video for the sponsored walk. He did. He did. Not, so not, this, not playing, this year, the year before. Playing on his Welsh heritage. <laughs> yes, he was. He, we were probably in Wales for longer than he has been. <laughs> Right, but that was good of him. That was nice, and he's never, uh, he's never, he's never done anything no, wrong for us, has he? And now, if he can score goals, bloody hell! Yeah. I mean, bloody hell! Because there was that slight moment with the first goal when Somerville's running through, and Piru makes the run to the left, and Dan James is racing up on the right. And you're, you're thinking, thinking, go left, get, yeah, give yeah. it Piru. I mean, I will say his first goal, a better goalkeeper might have saved that because it wasn't exactly in the car. But it's all about building confidence and we don't have to worry about the one he missed for his hat-trick either. It's all getting better. And the second one was a good finish as well. But So he's just proving doubters after doubters after doubters that he's uh, got all the things that people have kind of doubted him. And maybe you can kind of see the reasons why. It wasn't just Bielsa, but Rob Page for Wales as well was like, we'll stick him up front because he's quick. He's quick and he can shoot into the net. <laughs> Let's just round up some of the uh, the formal commendations that the court will recognise as well. Um, Yorkie Dave wants to say hi to Kamara because he was the main man. Strouk, Weatherby Matt, very much enjoying him being captain. And um, regards to Tom Edwards, Graham Turville has done a blazing squad flip reverse on this and suggesting that Tom Edwards um, should be formally commended for showing other lovers of fast food that a career in elite sports is possible if you avoid Ruta and Somerville. I mean, um, we've seen Weston McKenney and him in the last few months, haven't we? What a treat for us all. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do people hark back to the glory days of seventies, like, eighties football. Um, maybe they're trying to just bring bring a little bit of it back, endorsing the Victor Orters against modern football hoodie. We're seeing it made <laughs> flesh in a thirty-five million pound deal for Western McKenney against modern fitness levels. <laughs> um, Doffs of the cap for Darren Moore. Marco wants to recognise his work in breaking both Moa. Sheffield, uh, Moa, sorry, in breaking both Sheffield Wednesday and Huddersfield in a single season with a little shite army with a little help from uh, from Colin and Eric Ten Hag as well Howard is uh, enjoying his work just, mm-hmm. to do, just badly enough just now, goodly enough Howard nominated him for this ahead of them getting spanked in the cup that's too bad mm. right 
So now he's got to remedy it at the weekend. That was too bad of a defeat. Let's just see who they've got at the weekend. He could really have done with that being... Probably going out after a draw would have been the best. Yeah, because you can go, oh, well, we played well, we didn't really lose. It was just... Mm. It's a risky one. At the weekend, they've got Fulham away, the lunchtime Saturday kickoff. I think they'll win that. That could be they're just doing enough type yeah, fixture. Yeah, that's the one. He, win, he pulls it back around. Fulham get a man it's, sent off early. They scrape a 1-0 win. Yeah. He gets another two weeks in the job. Round and round we go. Well, it'll be the international break soon, isn't it? So we need, oh, him, to, true. We need him to do a full Jesse Marsh and go into the international break with a couple of decent results so that they'll be lulled into keeping, keeping him for January. And I just hope, because they're bringing in, there's that fool who's parted with his money mm. to invest in them. He's already ruining his... Is it Nice that he already yes. is running into the ground? Um, we That's need him nice. to hand a January checkbook to Ten Hag and let him buy some more of his um, Eredivisie losers for 80 million a pop. Or 31-year-olds who need instantly replacing because they're 31. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Catano Barardi Hero of the Week award, I think, goes to... It's Dan James. It's Crescenzio Somerville. To Dan James. Not only was it two goals and two assists, it was also his birthday. There's the cool photo. Dan James has had birthdays. Some of it is not unique. Oh, he had a birthday. The Nobody pup, else has had a birthday. The, I've had a birthday. Fortunately, this, it's, it's about being topical, and this is this week. The puppy was a lovely moment. I, I enjoyed it also, but this week, Crescencio Somerville has been pitched. Right, do you know when in, Dan James' birthday is? When? 10th November. So you're right, we're absolutely smack bang in the middle of them. Well, next sort week, you can have it next week. If he, saw, if he scores two assists to and has a birthday next week, fine, he can have it. This, this is a very high, but we're playing Leicester. <laughs> Doesn't matter. All right, one goal, one assist. And I assume his birthday will happen regardless. <laughs> anyway, he was wearing a life jacket this week, as you were saying, a high his mm-hmm. life jacket, which obviously is good in terms of water safety. So doing things for the community mm-hmm. when he was out on his birthday. Wearing glasses to promote eyesight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's done all those things. So he's getting it. He's the Katano Bride Hero of the Week. I think that's fair, isn't it? He's going to object. Just don't listen to it. Well, we'll wrap it up there then. It has been a nice week, hasn't it? And it can only get better from here as we face uh, Leicester in the Friday night game. Oh, it doesn't matter in some ways, does it? <laughs> I sort of accept that we might I mean, lose none of this. this. We'll all be dead in 100 years, Michael, so... 100 years? Why worry about... I mean, for, I mean, 100% dead. I was going to say, I'd be, I'd be happy to get another third. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fine. More than enough. <laughs> right. We'll wrap it up there. We'll speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.